1: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street.
2: Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl here with Jim Cramer, David Faber, Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures with some green to start a big week. Midterms, of course. CPI Thursday. Disney earnings. We'll watch mega cap tech today after Apple's production warning and those reports of large scale layoffs at meta. Our roadmap begins with the tech turmoil. Apple warning. COVID restrictions in China are hurting iPhone production.
1: Plus, cutting back, Meta reportedly set to become the latest technology giant to begin large-scale layoffs as soon as this week. And taking stock, futures uh, right now modestly higher. This is investors await tomorrow's midterm election results. And, of course, more reports on inflation.
2: Let's begin with Apple, of course, warning about lower iPhone 14 and 14 Pro shipments. company says due to COVID-19 restrictions, the Foxconn facility in China, where the phones are assembled, is operating at significantly reduced capacity. Apple says it's continuing to see strong demand for the lineup, but adds that customers will experience longer wait times uh, to receive their new products. Jim, a lot of discussion last night about who this was actually aimed at, this announcement.
3: Right, Uh, I will say this point blank. There were articles this morning which said there is weakness uh, in demand. I spent a lot of time last time working on this. It's not true. OK, there is an absolute supply problem to the point where, frankly, some people question whether anything was produced last month. Maybe the max was about, uh, I'm not going to be max, the pro max But it might have been half and then near the end, none. Uh, I've shown articles that translated into English, which indicated that, frankly, demand was amazing, but they couldn't produce anything. It is interesting to see at what point the uh Tim Cook just says, you know, I need a second source. And I think, David, all these stories about how China is uh, no longer debating the uh, that they're just going to go zero COVID based on absolutely nothing. They are full of sound and fury, signifying.
1: Which means, wait, I'm sorry. So where are you that they're well, not going to lift the COVID restrictions? They, they you think all of these I different think, signs that people are pointing to that they are actually becoming more lenient and they well, will slowly but surely start to fully yes, reopen? Yes. I
3: mean, I, I still think that the are stories are true that or not the, true. True. Okay. I mean, you know, over the weekend, we first heard stories, which just said, listen, they're sticking by zero COVID, period. Yes. But uh, Apple is, I would say, the largest employer there. And Apple has to have a second source. You can't just be shut down for for your best, most most in-demand products and say, hey, you know what? We don't need a second source since they are all about second source. And by the way, that company, along with Qualcomm, doesn't have to pretend that they're not Apple players. You know, Qualcomm says whatever it wants about Apple, uh, which doesn't make sense, but they do it. They have 100% of the business till till the end of next year. But I do think that the idea that Apple can just forever say, you know what? We have to make it in China. For China. Well, the
1: vast majority, Carl, of course, of their iPhone Pro and iPhone Pro Max uh, well, 14 are, the hot- are made from those this are the facility. Hundreds of thousands of workers at this facility. We've, yeah, you know, it's Appleton. We were reporting on this last week. Of course, we had that video of the workers leaving the facility or trying to escape, essentially. Wow. Uh, so not a big surprise that there would be a slowdown in production well, I, from again, this
3: place. But they, they made sure that you knew over the weekend that, believe me, that it was no demand problem. for right. anything. Right. Right. Crush it. That they couldn't
2: meet the demand. Uh, Well, that's sort of uh, the interesting part about this. Let's get to Eunice Yun in Beijing this morning, talk more about Apple, Foxconn, and some of these restrictions, Eunice, and maybe whether this was in some way uh, Apple's attempt to register their dissatisfaction with industrial policy.
4: Well, Apple was uh, um, saying that they are working very closely with their supplier here, Foxconn. Uh, on trying to improve the conditions for the workers. Uh, Foxconn said that the zero COVID policy has forced it to revise down its forecast for Q4. This is a really important quarter for Taiwan companies. So it's a pretty big deal. Uh, the company, uh, Foxconn, had said that they hope to resume full capacity um, as quickly as possible. And that means to the company, reorganizing the facilities to further restrict the movement To factory and dormitories, uh, but at the same time, of course, improving the conditions for the workers to retain them and to attract new ones. So they're also offering a lot of cash, a bonus uh, for a one time bonus for anybody who wants to return to the factory. This is $69, pretty hefty in Chinese terms. And also, they're um, recruiting with a 20 percent bump in salary for new folks to come to the factory. Now, official media is quoting sources uh, within the factory, saying that Foxconn is targeting full production by the end of November. Now, all this comes as China's, as you guys were just talking about, the top health authority over the weekend had um, explained a little bit more about what it believes for zero COVID. And not so much of a surprise, Uh, they doubled down on zero COVID, uh, saying that, uh, they uh, believe that the, this policy that's of course backed by President Xi Jinping is completely correct, the most economical and effective. And um, you guys are talking a little bit about some of the tweaking that might happen. There is an expectation now that there wouldn't that maybe the reopening was going to happen in, in bits in pieces, um, especially with some targeted measures because at the same press conference the health authority singled out, Zhengzhou, so this is the iPhone city, saying that the authorities there had um, excessive controls. So people are seeing that to mean that uh, the local authorities are going to try to make some changes to make things a little bit better. But on the whole, the reopening and the expectations for one have uh, slowed down.
3: Uh, Eunice, Jim, we know one thing, the human body cannot stop covid And anybody who seems to think, even if they're a dictator, that they can determine that, say, open by November is just uh, running a fool's errand. Does the Communist Party ever speak to any scientist since we know that this is a novel virus (laughs) and cannot be stopped?
4: Well, they definitely talk to scientists because we have um, a lot of epidemiologists who will speak out, but they usually echo the, the party line. And so even though I'm sure that the authorities are having conversations with people of all walks of society, uh, within business or science. At the end of the day, what's most important is uh, what all of this means for the Communist Party. So the Communist Party wants to make sure that if they do create this exit, that um, they are not seen as having made a mistake previously, because as you will know, uh, the, the narrative that co- has been coming out of here is that zero COVID has been so successful in protecting China, unlike what's happening in the United States or elsewhere. So to be able to change that kind of narrative is pretty difficult to do quickly.
2: That's interesting, Eunice. You know, the journal has one detail about retail businesses being told, "Okay, maybe we're going to close some of these PCR testing centers. And the reason for that ostensibly would be because it's expensive. Is that a potential off ramp?
4: Well, the um, the PCR testing is expensive. So local authorities have been um, very frustrated that they're the ones that are having to take on the cost. But when I read that line, I was thinking about how some of these malls have actually started requiring and, and also office buildings have started to require daily testing. So we've been on oh. 72 hours every three days. We have to go and get a test. And now some of them are saying daily because they're worried that the numbers have surged, which means that we had like five, 59 cases here. <laughs> so so, you know, it's, it's really not very consistent in terms of the way the policy is carried out.
2: Yeah, well, uh, those investors uh, stateside who were trying to make sense of all of this, Eunice, uh, would certainly agree. Uh, it's a tough tea leaf to read. Thank you, <laughs> our Eunice Yun, in Beijing today. Meantime, futures, as we said, are rising this morning on the following the rally on Jobs Friday. You got inflation data coming midterms tomorrow among the items on Wall Street's radar this week. Jim, Mike Wilson, Morgan Stanley today says the midterms could add a little fuel to his yeah. upside Uh, tactical bounce.
3: I think I'm just completely channeling Mike Wilson. I I think that we'll know by tomorrow around 530. I think we'll see uh, exit polls. I think we'll see the GOP is going to take the House. I think the GOP is going to take the Senate. I think that uh, that's going to cause a bump in the averages, particularly, say, among the oils. Uh, I think the president's team is viewed as distinctly anti-business. Wherever it can be, wherever business can be found, it's anti. Uh, It's not the purview of, like, cereal or something. I don't know. Locking it's it's strange.
2: Budget. Andrew brought this up during Squawk this morning. The split between the GOP and, say, the Chamber of Commerce is also happening. So it's like, where does business turn right now?
3: Well, I think that, that business, in general, people who, yes, that's a very sophisticated view. But I think, in general, people just feel like, look, if the Republicans win, uh, the, uh, the possibility of a particular president coming back who's very pro-business it, it goes up dramatically.
1: What about the possibility of um, them not raising the debt ceiling or at least using it? And this is really many. I mean, the expectation is the Republicans are going to take the House for sure. So Kevin McCarthy, you've already spoken to this, is trying to use it at the very least as leverage, but perhaps even more so saying we're not going to raise the debt ceiling uh, unless, President Biden, you do certain things. Are we going to be sitting here, you know, a few months from now talking about this in a very significant way impacting the markets?
3: Probably. Uh, but I think that we've seen that shutdowns have been good. I mean, we can always say the shutdown. No, no, no. Bad. I'm not talking about a shutdown. I'm talking You're about, about, about not fall? raising the debt ceiling. September. It's a it different should, thing. September 2011? I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty radical to, to ruin our, our credit. Yeah, it seems radical.
1: right. And it seems unlikely. But if you want to play a game of chicken, you, know, you never know.
3: Well, look, I, I think that what matters more is, is that people initially are going to say, Uh, an administration that will never even sit down with business people. I know that whenever you talk to business people, they just say the president does not want to be seen with them for fear of a picture. Uh, And I think that that's going to make people feel better about business. Uh, Well, well, you're
1: a fan of uh, the Commerce Secretary, aren't you? Our Commerce Secretary? Yeah. Gina Raimondo? Absolutely.
3: She's she's pro-business and she gets it done. And she's pro-business in a way that we should all be proud because it's about taking back the technology from Taiwan, which makes sense. Uh, I think she is a practical person in the way that we used to have in the country. I mean, practical people would sit down. She had a lot of Republicans be in her favor. Sure. Reminded me of Tip O'Neill during the great period of Ronald Reagan. Just different kind of person. Likes to get it done. Yeah, I like that. I'm like, not endorsing her for president, but I like that. Is she running? Well, I'd endorse her for president if she did
2: When we come back, uh, Meta said to be joining the list of tech companies planning large-scale layoffs. Of course, the Journal story over the weekend. We'll talk about what may or may not come, uh, the Journal said, as early as Wednesday. Take a look at futures here as we get set for another big one. Don't go anywhere.
0: What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow. Today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGM, a leading global asset manager. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
2: Meta is among the biggest pre-market gainers on the S&P. The Journal, as you know, reporting that Facebook's parent is planning to begin large-scale layoffs this week, affecting thousands of employees. A Meta spokesperson declined comment and referred CNBC to Mark Zuckerberg's earnings call remarks last month, in which he said, quote, some teams will grow meaningfully, but most other teams will stay flat or shrink over the next year. In aggregate, we expect as either roughly the same size or even a slightly smaller organization uh, than we are today. Gene Munster, Jim, on Squawk earlier this morning. Said. He thinks maybe 10% may be in the cards.
3: I think that, first of all, this is the worst performing stock in the SP 500. All 500 of the SP 500. Uh, I do think that, that Zuckerberg wants very much to get expenses in line with revenues, which would require even deeper cuts. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's going to happen. I, I think that there's actually, to some degree, a concern about what shareholders think. Novel. No, there is? David. Wait
1: a second. We know that there isn't from what they just decided to do with their last quarterly report, spending at Reality Labs through, as you pointed out, free cash flow.
3: Periodically, there's changes of mind. Do we really company...
1: think this is a change of mind or is this sort of already established something I think as that something a, that would occur? I, I
3: think that there's some tension between the CFO, who I think got a little blast uh, from some people after that last quarter, and, uh, and Mark Zuckerberg, who I think have been somewhat uh, oblivious. Uh, or no, no, wait, let's just say not oblivious, uh, not concerned. But, Jim,
1: this is important because if
3: this is well, the yes, first sign important. that
1: Zuckerberg is starting to give in, so to speak, and say, okay, I've, I've got to run this once again more for profitability in the near term. Not near term, over the next year. Over the next, okay, over the over next year. Over the next year. year. That would seem to indicate, then, that he's not going to spend it all, costs, whatever it is, on the metaverse. Or are we not there yet? I think we're there. You do?
3: Look, I mean, even if you're working in Hawaii full-time, in Kauai, the big island, you don't surface. I think that there's a moment where you just say, you know what, it's just not a badge of honor to finish 500th. I think our uh, executive producer, Todd Bonin, finished 500th in
2: the, in the, <laughs> in the, New, York in the New York City Marathon. We're, yeah, we have a marathon. bunch of marathons.
3: Yeah, he did like seven, a couple of seven-minute miles. But I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg likes being number 500. Mm-hmm. I think he feels that that's, that's low on the totem pole.
2: So you, you think he, he's, he's ashamed by the yeah. performance? I, I think he's that's...
3: aware.
1: He's been made aware. Is he going to take in that $34 billion CapEx? budget for next
3: year? I would think that there will be headcount reductions that are, that are more sizable than what we're talking about.
2: Meanwhile, Diller on Squawk uh, thinks TikTok will be banned. And I don't know if you saw 60 Minutes yep. last yep. night, but fascinating uh, color on the code they use domestically and then the code they export to Look, other countries. Look, I wouldn't
3: shock me. By the way, Reels had a great quarter. No one seemed to notice. And anyone who watches football watch saw two things this weekend. One, no ads for Ford. Why? Because there's no inventory for Ford. Second, endless ads for WhatsApp. I didn't even know that WhatsApp had a possibility with its ten billion dollar revenue of being broken out. So I think that those two issues, largely found in the NFL. I didn't even talk about Paramount and how that was some bad quarter. It wasn't.
1: Wait, no, Warner Brothers Discovery or Paramount? The Paramount,
3: they, they have NFL and CPS. C- oh, I'm sorry, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I, I do think that you didn't see that WhatsApp was most heavily advertised and Ford not having any advertisements just tells you, well, they don't have any cars and trucks
1: for right. sale. Meanwhile, on the layoff issues, watch yeah, that exactly. as, You know, it is interesting. A year ago, you had a lot of portfolio managers sort of searching the job sites to see what, what SaaS companies were hiring. Most aggressively, because it was a sign that they felt really good about their business. Just one more data point, and here we are a year later, and it's the reverse. Well, and who's cutting jobs? And by the way, same thing. If you're cutting jobs, maybe you're going to get rewarded in the stock market. I
3: mean, this last week was really one of the worst weeks. The cloud was incredible. I mean, Atlassian said they're slowing. Twilio is laying people. Friday off. was uh,
1: disastrous Friday was for a so disaster. many of these uh, no, no, these they, software as a service App- Appian, companies. No, no, it was yeah, a, Appian, Atlassian. I mean, the Atlassian were, quarter was uh, uh, Twilio. Twilio. Twilio was, yeah. ho- Twilio was
3: horrible. Was, I, I want to be. I, I want to call it t- terrible. The the Atlassian said, look, there's no problems other than the fact that we haven't been able to get as many people to look at our stuff, and then once they're looking at it, we haven't been able to convert them. Otherwise, everything's fine. I mean, you know. The, 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 these, these companies are otherworldly because they've never fired anybody. They only know to you're like, hey, listen, we ought to slow down the hire to a trickle because we're not doing well. Elon Musk knows how to fire people. I think the next big layoff will, some. Yeah, He might
1: I, even hire some, but He next, knows
3: how to fire them. I think Alphabet will show you a considerable reduction. Alphabet. Yeah. Alphabet. Alphabet.
1: Just, just making sure we heard you right. So right, right. Like okay. Campbell's Beyond Alphabet. what we've no, heard Alphabet. previously. Alphabet, sure. So you're yep. predicting future
3: firings and out I'm that. making a prediction. Yes. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I could be paid to read the news. Oh, and Meta's. Look at that. <laughs> Papa John's is down a dollar. No. I'm actually offering something based on, David, I know you're familiar with this concept, reporting. Excellent. Thank just you. Just want to make sure we understand yep. what was behind that. I'm mean, actually I can make stuff up because yep. we, do have, we do have whole organizations that make things up. But we're not one of them.
2: We're going to get to some of the uh, research calls this morning. You mentioned uh, software, got an upgrade of Octa today. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell uh, in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere.
0: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com active slash Activecash.
1: All right, let's get to a, a mad dash. And we're going to give you a little bit of news that it involves Walgreen. Uh this was well timed, because yes, we were going is... to talk Walgreen on these journal reports, but we've got the press release now. Village Special MD. Breaking news. Uh, Village MD is a unit of Walgreens. They operate the, uh, the, the medical clinics essentially. I, I happen to love the medical clinics. In Walgreens. I mean, you get a are, real doctor. They're spending $8.9 billion to acquire um, what, what they call one of the largest independent provider groups in the U.S. That's Summit Health, CityMD. Many people in the New York area may know CityMD, of course. Sure. Regular. Um, I'm a regular customer. There are many of them. Yeah, people go to them, obviously, yep. for any number of different reasons when you don't want to just see your 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 regular doctor. Uh, tell me your thoughts on this as okay. I go, sort of go through the go through the uh, transaction itself. Um, trans- Eight point nine billion investments from Walgreens Boots Alliance. And an affiliate of Evernorth that's a subsidiary of Cigna as well.
3: I think this is really important. Roz Brewer comes in, and absolutely nothing's happening. Okay, she comes in from Starbucks, one of the foremost, really fabulous executives there. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. This mirrors or mimics what CVS has been trying to do uh, and has succeeded, which is why if you look at CVS's chart, it's been, like, nonstop. Because that company has decided to become a healthcare company. This will make Walgreens a healthcare company. This yields 5%, David, one of the best yielders in the Dow. And I think this is the bottom. And it's time to get long Ross Brewer and Walgreens. Except
1: uh, CVS owns Aetna, as well as obviously building out this
3: presence in their
1: stores. And then boom, these guys. Walgreens does not own a health insurance. No,
3: but this is, an, uh, but the health insurance business is okay. What really matters is capitalizing off the idea that you have a great brand, and that people are people like these this city, because David, a lot of people want health care and they want it inexpensively, and then they want to get prescriptions and they go to Walgreens. So what will happen? I think it'll channel people to Walgreens, uh, uh, and they do it now without channeling, but I find uniformly it's terrific. Um, as a result
1: of the transaction, Walgreen is uh, raising its U.S. healthcare fiscal year 2025 sales goal to $14.5 billion, to $16 billion, from 11 to $12 billion previously. Again, that's their fiscal year 2025 sales goal for U.S. Uh, it's healthcare. It's David. They own 53%. It gets a bit complicated Complicated of VillageMD, which is the acquiring right. entity it for It is difficult to understand, uh, but for this. this is the
3: beginning, David, of the Ross Brewer era. There have been a series of eras, so to speak, at Walgreens, which has been terrible. And I want to get long this off of Ross. All
1: right. Walgreens saying it will be slightly accretive to its adjusted earnings per share in fiscal year 2023 and accretive by between 7 and 11 cents by fiscal year 24, increasing thereafter. At last,
3: Walgreens is a healthcare company, it's not just a company well where everything's the news. behind plastic. You have to ring a bell and you can't buy a thing.
1: Okay. Uh, $8.9 billion deal. We're going to have more on that and a lot of other things as well. We'll be covering the opening bell just four minutes away. Stay with us.
2: The uh, pace of corporate earnings is going to slow down a bit before we get to the retailers next week. But as of now, Jim, about 90% of the index earnings are in. We're up 1% year on year. Uh, Goldman's David Costin last night cuts their forecast for next year basically flat.
3: Yeah, I thought that was really amazing because that presumes, obviously, that we're just going to keep going up in rates. Uh, we do know that autos... Orders- is bad, uh, we know that banks are good, we know that technology is bad, and we know that transports are good, and travel's good. And they bounce out each other, and I totally get how cost and gets here. If the dollar stays as strong as it is, if the dollar weakens, then they will be wrong. They will be wrong.
2: Let's get the opening bell here in the CNBC Real-Time Exchange and the big board ETF provider, Wisdom Tree celebrating its transfer to the NYSE from the NAS. At the NASDAQ, it's men's health charity, Movember. Speaking of the dollar, Jim, uh, it is lower, and there's a, some speculation that the VIX, back to 25, could fall further after CPI.
3: Well, uh, look, I, again, I, I do not want to forget, we've got to focus on these midterm elections, if only because I continue to believe, and David, you may. I know you talk about, it's absolutely right, about a possible debt default, I would hate to see that, but I think there are a lot of people who feel that the administration uh, would be a lift oil. Right now, the administration doesn't want to hear coal, doesn't want to hear oil, just wants to hear a German point of view. And I think that, therefore, there'll be a knee jerk move up in the oil stocks of some significance.
1: Uh, again, based on the election outcome?
3: Yes. I can't, well, I, look, I could say uh, coal, but I, I will not endorse even buying coal. But I do think that energy goes up. Uh, I think that drug stocks go up. These are you know, patented ways to be able to play the Republican Party. And yes, defense, although there are people who feel that, although, that you frankly lose it. There is uh, really the
1: belief is that you'll get gridlock if the House and Senate are Republican for the next two years at least. Anything they try to do conceivably will be vetoed by the president. And so. That usually is embraced by the market, by the way, Jim.
3: Yeah, people like gridlock very much. Yes. And I know that some people say, look, if there's nothing to lose, then the the Democrats will get get even tougher uh, on regulatory. But I haven't liked the banks. The star of this period that no one talks about is the stock of J.P. Morgan. Have you seen that thing? It is a horse. I, it's a Breeders' Cup winner. Yeah, the
1: last—you're right. The last couple of weeks, we've That's seen incredible. real strength uh, in J.P. Morgan. When you Morgan. look at that, a
3: hockey stick finish here. By the way, the
1: Goldman Sachs is only down five percent for the year. It, Goldman Sachs is doing far outperforming, well. obviously, the broader market. Well, he he's said he. Down, but
3: Solomon said he fire people. Things slowed down, and he's—he's and he's been a man of his word. Uh, and and uh, as well, if you were
1: in Wells Fargo this year, you're pretty happy now, too Wells because you more or less. Almost flat on the year
3: well, Wells Fargo could throw money at the authorities and if it would just go away. One thing that's really interesting Carl about Wells Fargo is Charlie Scharf comes in. you think that there's very, that almost everything's been settled. nothing had been settled and he's still working to settle and I know that he doesn't like sometimes it like when I raise expectations, because you just don't know what he, I mean, I'm waiting for the Department of Defense to go after him. Has there <laughs> been an agency that hasn't gotten after Charlie?
2: Uh, Jim's referring to these reports that they're under pressure to pay a billion dollars now to the <laughs> CFPB, which would be, which would shatter records and the prior record is also with Wells.
3: Well, I think that they feel like that Wells is the poster boy and they have to, everybody has to go after Wells. Can you imagine if the Republicans come in? Well, actually, amongst
1: the many legislative ideas they have is to abolish the Consumer Financial Protection Board entirely. Again, none of that's going to happen, but it's but part of their... If
3: you abolish the agencies that, that go after Wells, I'm taking, Wells to, I'm taking my price target up substantially. But more
1: back to the fundamentals themselves of the banks right now. You're, you're positive, Jim. Uh, you obviously pointed to the fact that J.P. Morgan has performed pretty well, well in recent weeks.
3: They, they've had a dramatic—they have not had an increase in bad loans to speak of. And, David, I, I don't know if you've checked your balance on what you— Well, you do because you do—you're you do, like chip monkey and all that other stuff. You do that monkey chump. You know, David checks all the time. He goes, like, you know, what it? you use? Intuit, you check on uh, your credit rate, right? You do I that. Do? Oh, I don't know. But I got to tell you that you're not getting that much on your account. Yeah.
1: I mean, all like, oh, your of oh, those ads.
3: But, you're, but you're what they give month. you, what I they know take, what you were they talking take about money and they can put the money in the whatever they want and they're getting a great return. But they don't give you they don't share the wealth with you.
1: No, you're not getting anything on your bank account. How that said, you are. If you're at Robinhood, you're getting I don't know three and a half percent. If you're at Marcus with oh, Goldman this, Sachs, you're getting a. Oh, you know there are
3: opportunities oh, now to get decent savings. Let me savings switch my money on. to Robinhood from JP Morgan, because I'll feel so much more confident. <laughs> you mind if I do just that saying, I'm going to send some to Coinbase too? I'm just saying. And Sam, would
1: Sam, uh, Sam take my money? They just put it in other bank. I mean, they're just taking it and putting it in another bank. So why
3: should I trust J.P. Morgan over Robinhood? That's right. I am, I am an old-fashioned guy. I. I have business with pretty much every major bank except for Coinbase.
1: You, you should be trusting that man right there, okay? That's Sam Bankman-Fried. And I think that's everybody him. should put their trust in him.
3: Geez, I'd like to double down on him. Why Why should I be with Jamie? Sometimes he doesn't even wear ties.
1: This is the Jamie of the future. You're looking at him right there.
3: I'm uncomfortable that's giving really him really
1: interesting B-rolls. Isn't Just it? Walk into that your is. car.
3: <laughs> I went that's, into my Chase, Bra- Chase branch over the weekend. I felt great. I feel great. It's like real. You know, it's like, hey, Mr. Kramer. See you, Sam. Mr. Kramer, how you doing? What? 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 what?
1: I got nothing for you there. What are you, what are you looking
3: what are you for? I'm for? saying that I can't go. When I go to Robinhood. they
2: don't say, Mr. Kramer, how you doing? Uh, we mentioned some of the names that are on deck for the week. Disney's one of them, uh, which is, by the so way, hated. third best Dow performer Disney this morning. So you got hated. Wakanda Forever opening this weekend, Jim. And by the way... If you if you combine Hulu, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, it's now overtaken Netflix with 221 million.
3: Netflix is down five. I mean, I don't think I think Disney could say that they're opening seven new theme parks and they're already reserved, and it's really incredible. And the stock only goes down 10 percent. David, how could one stock be so hated? What is this? Can you please? Is it the balance sheet? Is it I don't know the parts of the Caribbean? I mean, what is it? Well, wait a second.
1: Your Disney is more hated than Meta.
3: Come on. Um, Come on uh, now. Well, Come on. I mean, no, he's Give got a, a break here. He's got a point there. It's like saying that Green Bay is, you know, better than
1: the New York Jets, which is not the case at all. Not the case at all. Jets no, we're even playing, saying that Buffalo is, is they, better than the New York Jets. I'm not sure Josh about Allen. that anymore
3: either. They shut down Josh Allen. But I'm saying as between Disney and say. Um, what? What? Well, I'm looking and thinking for some of the one in seven teams. Really? I mean,
1: Disney's down 34% for the year. Our okay, parent company is down 37% for the, the year. year Syntaxi- which is Texas. more hated, Comcast Be- or Disney?
3: I, I, I'm I, not going to go there.
2: Look at that. D- Diller had nice things to oh. say about our parent this morning. He, he said, because nice we were things. perfectly hedged.
3: Yeah. 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 That going that was into great. a
1: difficult, yeah. I, that was great. That's, I took that oh, to the back. This is a hedge like hedge funds have, isn't it? Don't worry. It's good. Well, I'm all hedged. I'm you only going to be down 37 if, percent this it's year. It's not
3: my job to, I, to make predictions. I report on cop Well, sometimes you say... Who are you? you ...make predictions. <laughs> what? I gave yes, you I'm the... Yes, I'm the reporter. You're the I predictor. I gave you the Houston, Texas example and Disney. That was pretty gutsy.
1: We'll see how Disney's order is. If they don't do is, the New Mexico theme listen, park... The, I think the important... What's interesting is... Um, They've been measured on adding subs. Carl just mentioned the, when you add it all together, their numbers, but at the same time, you've got this increasing focus on the long-term profitability of direct-to-consumer. Right. Zaslav talked about it on Friday on the conference call uh, uh, for, for uh, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, and or it was actually Thursday night, and that's going to be a key here, not to mention all the other businesses at Disney. Boy, that stock is down
3: Well, they did talk about the debt um, this morning. Well, they, they had $50 have billion in debt. They debt. did
1: pay back. They're five times leveraged. They don't go. have any near-term maturities. But there's obviously right. concern about the debt load. And uh, Diller continued to talk about it this morning. That is not responding well to uh, to the numbers that we got on Thursday night. Obviously, $9.2 in EBITDA expected this year. They're still saying $12 billion next year for Warner Brothers Discovery. But back to Disney. Again, it'll come back to, okay, long-term profitability, of the business, what, uh, ESPN, it's all the same questions. If they
3: don't say um, they're going to build another theme park, I, I don't care that it's not my New Mexico 300,000 acres that I got them. If they don't say they're going to build another theme park, they are fools. They are fools. And I want to know, between Bed Bath & Beyond mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers, best bounty?
1: <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers, by far. Why don't you put that in, the in the form of a question? Because you, when you have the free cash flow coming, some free cash flow that's good. When you have no free cash well, flow, w- that's
3: Brothers, bad. Warner Brothers doesn't have a Christmas that is worried about inventory. that's No. For how about Haynes Brands?
1: And Haynes. What about Haynes Brands? How
3: about Carvana and Warner Brothers? Carvana.
1: Carvana, not how good. How about
3: Upstart and Warner Brothers?
1: How Upstart. About a, how about a firm? You're, I don't know. I haven't looked at their balance. It's like a a weird game of would you rather,
3: right? I know. who's got the worst balance sheet? I'll
1: go with no bueno. Yeah. And on some of these, I'll go with very no bueno. Wow. You like that? Or VNB for short.
2: Don't
3: don't forget what Billy said in that fabled line on the bridge in Predator.
2: What did he say?
3: We're all (laughs) going (laughs) to
2: die. Research today, Wells does cut Costco to equal
3: weight. Can I just say, fatuous. That man has never been, or woman, whatever, yep. has never been to a Costco, I let ta- alone had the $1. fifty hot dog.
2: They talk about growing risk to comps, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. EBITDA margins going flat. Yeah, they, uh, they were at 600 They come down to 490 Jim. And we'll get, of course, all the big retailers next week, Walmart.
3: They're going to regret that call. Oh, yeah, we got a call today that Walgreens could have beat the number. That, that, Walmart. I mean, Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I think selling Costco here has been a—they can raise their dues, and they can give you a special dividend. But that person's just talking about like, inflation. I mean, I, I don't know. Yes, it's been wrong to sell Costco over the year. I wish we had a 10-year of Costco, a chart of 10-year of Costco. Well, we can do that for can you, I, Jim. Can do that? Am I it's allowed the to magic, do that of Costco? It's the magic Let's of television. Let's you did if you had a 10 Look at that. Well, there you go. There it's, you look go. Look at that. And, David, look at that. It's so right on the 200-year on the moving average.
1: That is a really beautiful thing in terms of wealth creation.
3: You want wealth creation? Look at Bank of America since the quarter Bank of America, Bank of America, and J.P. Morgan are huge winners, along with Wells. Versus not over the last ten years. No, 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 not over the last. But I'm saying Bank of america's bank is making serious move. Everybody who's levered to rate hikes is crushing it. It's not bad, actually. Crushing it's it. Better than I thought. I know. It's, it's all right. But That's neither
1: great. one is as good as Costco. Oh, head and shoulders. Uh, by the way, you want to look at a ten-year? Of course, Tesla's going to uh, crush those by so much. But today, the stock is down about a, a percent and a half. Yeah, what is that? Um, I don't know. You know, do you think there's any concern amongst Tesla shareholders for Uh-oh. all the Twitter stuff? Publican? Um, no, for all the Twitter, uh, just the focus that it's requiring of Elon Musk, he says he's now working 120 hours a week, which seems virtually impossible, well, we start- but he's, he's upped it from 80. So he's added another 40 hours of work, largely on Twitter. He's obviously SpaceX, Tesla. Neuralink. I mean, he's got other things he deals with as well. And then there's this question the journal raises as to whether or not, for example, China is a very important part of their business. The manufacturing plant in Shanghai, do you, as a result of being the owner of Twitter, face certain pressures for not banning Chinese bots or who knows what it is, or running afoul of the Chinese and therefore impacting Tesla as a result?
3: Well, also the $8 to get a checkmark versus the uh, Advertising revenue film music. Uh, David, some people have even taken the heretical point of view that he should just sell it for $20 billion. To, I don't know.
1: You mean just own. take the loss and move on? Take the hit. Well, he's not going to do that. No, he's right? not.
2: Uh, but meantime, you're right. The pressure, apparently this call with advertisers last week did not go not, well. Not, not a uh, UAL now added to the list of companies that have suspended uh, advertising on Twitter, which makes this submodel a lot more important if you're going to service that
3: debt. One of the things that, you know, Ned Siegel, who was fired for cause.
1: Former, former CFO of Twitter.
3: CFO, fired for cause which I have to say is one of the more outrageous things that's hit the tape. Well, that'll all end up in court. Was someone who handheld many advertisers and was known as a hand holder uh, and a like person. He was, I I don't even know if he was allowed to like, you know, come by to pick up. I think that was one of those, don't worry. I'm going to put everything in a box and I'm going to burn it. See, Ned didn't go out the way he deserved to go out. Georgetown grad. Iceman.
1: Understood, but the but question un- now is: to what I just wonder, as, a, as an investor in Tesla, do you wonder about how much mindshare Twitter is taking of your, the guy who runs Tesla, uh, and whether there's any impact at all? Not to mention, of course, Twitter itself, which is going to be a fascinating story, even though it's no longer a public company.
3: And he doesn't care at all see about see how he manages
1: no. it, and whether or not he can bring that. Musk magic to bear, or whether it's going to end up being a what disaster. would be the
3: magic? I, yeah, you know, I keep telling you that it has to work with banks to be able to use direct message. It's got to be able to turn it into something else. What it is now is just not. A fa- it's just a, a, a failed model, it's definitely with all the advertisers pulled. No, many advertisers pulled back, so it can't be what we think it is. It has to be something else. They have to dream, it's the dream, dreams. Yes.
2: He's good at that. Well, we're going to see a different kind of engineering
3: than he's wow. done in the past. He needs to do some reverse engineering. Yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, holding 3780 this morning. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday. Um, a modest bounce to start the week after a horrendous week for the growth sectors uh, last week. Let's take a look at the risk on, risk off stuff. Risk on being uh, communication services and tech. Modest bounce here. But again, uh, the what's let's call it value um, slash cyclical energy and industrials, which did Better last week than the uh, growth sectors uh, are doing a little bit better again today. So keep an eye on all of that. If you look at big cap tech, modest bounce after an absolutely horrendous week last week. I mean, a lot of this, almost all of these were down close to 10 percent uh, near 52 week lows. Apple is the one exception. You see Apple down one and a half percent, of course, uh, on that news uh, out of China uh, and of course, the big question here is whether or not this is going to affect their earnings situation. Apple has been that whole lo- loan holdout, relatively stable earnings. And I'm looking at fourth quarter estimates now, but 2023 estimates are the same. They came down in the month of September uh, and only down a few cents here. That's 2% or so for the decline. That's fairly modest given what we've seen in some of the other big cap techs. So the question is this is obviously a demand, not a. Uh, uh, excuse me, a supply, not a demand uh issue. And the question is whether there's any weakness here on the demand side, and they'll they'll move on that. But as of now, they're they're not moving big on their earnings estimates for the fourth quarter. Uh as for uh what we're seeing so far in the month, uh it is very much noticeably a terrible month for growth stocks. So communication services, tech, consumer discretionary, all down five percent. You know, the SP is down two and a half percent. So these are big, big underperformances. At the same time, it's interesting that the cyclicals and the value sectors, the, the energy stocks, material stocks, industrial stocks, have all been leading the market overall. And I think uh, that has not been lost on a lot of people that are out there. The midterm elections, Uh, are coming up and this is a very well studied phenomenon it's the midterm election boots stocks tend to underperform in the twelve months before the midterms, you see only up 0.3%, this is for the S&P, and tend to outperform after the midterms, uh, up 16%, and particularly outperformance in the three months after the midterms. So November, December, January, outperformance is very noticeable. The reason for uh, for the underperformance, of course, generally attributed to policy uncertainty, we don't know the outcomes, and now we do know the outcomes. Uh, also, the prospects for a split, split election may be a big factor here. In fact, a number of people were calling me over the weekend and messaging me saying this is a very good possibility why we've been having this rally uh, since the end of October. So we'll keep an eye on that, Carl. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. Remember, we've got CPI later in the week. Back to you. Ah,
2: Thursday's going to be big, Bob. Thank you, Bob Bassani. Quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up, find out more, use our handy QR code on the screen, and it'll take you straight there. As we go to break, let's check Treasuries really quick. Uh, Two year 471, 10 year, actually the only real part of the curve that's lower today, back to 415. Don't go away.
1: Welcome back. Uh, The New York Marathon uh, took place yesterday here in, uh, well, all five boroughs of our great city, of course, uh, and back to its typical size, tens of thousands of runners. But you know, Closer to home, a lot of grit and determination—not just on this set, but amongst the people who work to put this show on the air every day. We had four—that's right, four finishers in the New York City Marathon, and we want to congratulate them. all. I'm left there. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. Our senior executive producer Todd Bonin with Brandon Gomez, both of them proudly wearing their medals. Both of them also veterans of uh, marathons in the past. There's my amazing producer Carrie Caulfield. This is her first and. Judging from uh, how she sounded this morning, probably her only marathon. She did it. Amazing. Well done. And finally, Evan Q, uh, that man can run. These are incredible. But uh, yesterday was brutal conditions for everybody. Congrats to Evan as well. Four.
4: That's That's I mean,
1: Percentage-wise, it's incredible. We we only got like 14 people who work on the show. That's real news. That's fabulous. And so congrats to all of them. I think uh, well-deserved. Just sort of shows how tough a group we are dealing with here.
3: Don't go against us. Do not go against us. And that
1: was brutal conditions yesterday. Yesterday 75 degrees, humid, people
3: really uh, suffering. Our team takes no prisoners. TMP. Nope. Nope. Uh,
2: Congrats, everybody. A quick programming note. uh, Tune in to CBC election night special, Business on the Ballot, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to hit the business topics at play in the midterms and how the results might impact your money. For the time being, we're back in a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop trading.
3: Yeah, first up, we have Nysource tonight, which is just a terrific company, and Tanger, which have been amazing. But I'm focused on, I've been liking the cannabis stocks lately. Now, they may get hurt by the election, but one of the things that's brilliant is that Irwin Simon, we used to know him in American companies, Till Tilray just bought uh, Montauk Brewing. It's kind of reverse engineering the Constellation Canopy, uh, and the stock's not reacting, which I think is a mistake, because Irwin needed some sort of American base that will tide over until we finally, I think, get rid of them as being a uh, class one felony. So worth noting that I prefer that over say, Carvana.
2: Oh yeah, and now resume trading after being paused due to volatility. Yeah,
3: well, Adam Jonas had an interesting downside.
2: He uh, he pulled his rating, right. uh, and basically said can't really offer any specifics on on uh, the stock. He did take a. Is bare case
3: target to 10 cents? Yo, he was on the conference call. That's a lot su- of Suitably, Adam
1: Jonas. A lot of money that's gone call. into that company. I mean, I remember Apollo, oh, yeah. bought a, Apollo bought a preferred, just to put it in perspective, it's a $7 stock. It was a $307. 307 yeah. is its 52 dollars And economy. the Mannheim
3: Index just showed another big decline in used cars. It's not, I think it's too early to be in Carvana. Have you ever used Carvana? Jesus, great. I bought a car. I didn't like it. I took it back. Eh, You know, I I didn't pay. That's a good business model. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Barron's got a piece just about how deflation is affecting some of the automakers. Well, be
3: careful on that one because that may be, David, that may be the uh, eagle and hawk in the coma. Got it. Speaking of the the eagles. Father father and son.
2: Congrats again. Thank you.
3: don't, no, no, because the union lost. And the Phillies lost. (laughs) uh, Until three weeks ago, I thought the union was the teachers' (laughs) union. That's
2: terrible. Jim, uh, I'm still going to say congrats. We'll see it tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. As uh, the S&P's gone red, uh, Dow's holding on to a gain of about 55 points. There's a look at what Jim has tonight. Coming up, a lot more on Apple. Warning of these lower iPhone 14 shipments due to COVID restrictions
1: in China. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.